Hare Krishna everyone. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent. <clears throat> we call it the Haven because Hive in Anglo-Saxon means haven. It's become a special haven because we're reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita every day into the atmosphere. And Prabhupada told us the sound goes around the world seven times. So just if you read out loud Srila Prabhupada's books from wherever you are, know for a fact that the sound will go uh, everywhere, everywhere, in different places, not just in your room. Okay, ether carries the sound. So the importance of Chaitanya Charitamrita was <clears throat> described in a very graphic way. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, after he ended a lecture in Mundir, there was an earth tremor, tremor caused and causing mild flooding of the Ganga, which was right near where he was lecturing. And soon the water receded, it didn't come and you know flood everything. But after that he said this <clears throat> in due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam. But under no circumstances, release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage. Because after it's, it has subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. And we've been seeing these last couple of sessions how many Bhagavad Gita verses, Srimad Bhagavatam verses, Upanishad verses, Puranic verses are sprinkled throughout the actual texts of the book itself. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada called it the perfect Shastra. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhaktivinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhaktivinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhaktivinda So we've reached second chapter <clears throat> Adi Lila Chaitanya Charitamrita in which Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami is proving that according to Shastra that Lord Chaitanya is Sri Krishna himself and to do that he's making it clear who Sri Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Summa Bonum source of everything okay we reached text 39 the word Nara 
refers to the aggregate of all the living entity, uh, living beings. And the word ayana refers to the refuge of them all. 39. You are therefore the original Narayana. This is one reason. Please listen as I state the second. 40. The direct lords of the living beings are the Purusha incarnations. But your, in, your power, your, but your opulence and power are more exalted than theirs. Text 41. Therefore you are the primeval Lord, the original Father of everyone. They, the Purushas, are protectors of the universes by your power. Text 42. Since you protect those who are the shelters of all living beings, you are the original Narayana. Purport. The controlling deities of the living beings in the, in the mundane worlds are the three Purusha avatars. But the potent energy displayed by Sri Krishna is far more extensive than that of the Purushas. Sri Krishna is therefore the original father and lord who protects all creative manifestations through his various plenary portions. Since he sustains even the shelters of the collective living beings, there is no doubt that Sri Krishna is the original Narayana. 43. O my Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, kindly hear my third reason. There are countless universes and fathomless transcendental Vaikuntas. 44. Both in this material world and in the transcendental world, you see all the deeds of all living beings in the past, present, and future. Since you are the witness of all such deeds, you, you know the essence of everything. 45. All the worlds exist because you oversee them. None can live, move, or have their being without your supervision. 46. You oversee the wanderings of all living beings. For this reason also, you are the primeval Lord, Narayana. Purport. Sri Krishna, in his Paramatma feature, lives in the hearts of all living beings, in both the transcendental and mundane creations. As the Paramatma, he witnesses all actions the living beings perform in all phases of time, namely past, present, and future. Sri Krishna knows what the living beings have done for hundreds and thousands of past births, and he sees what they are doing now. Therefore, he knows the results of their present actions that will fructify in the future. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the entire cosmic situation is created as soon as he glances over the material energy. Nothing can exist without his superintendence. Since he, since he sees even the abode where the collective beings rest, he is the original Narayana. 47. He <clears throat> said, O oh Brahma, I cannot understand what you are saying. Lord Narayana, 
is he who sits in the hearts of all living beings and lies down in the waters of the Karana Ocean. Brahma replied, What I have said is true. The same Lord Narayana, who lives in the waters and in the hearts of all living beings, is but a plenary portion of you. 49. The Karnodakashayi, Garbhodakashayi, and Shirodakashayi forms of Narayana all create in cooperation with the material energy. In this way, they are attached to Maya. <clears throat> Text 50. These three Vishnus lying in the water are the super soul of everything. The super soul of all the universes is known as the first Purusha. Garbhadakashayi Vishnu is the super soul of the aggregate living being entities. And Shirodakashayi Vishnu is the super soul of each individual living being. Text 52. Superficially, we see that these Purushas have a relationship with Maya, but above them, in the fourth dimension, is Lord Krishna, who has no contact with the material energy. Purport. The three Purushas, Karnodakashai Vishnu, Garbhutakashai Vishnu, and Shirodakashai Vishnu, all have a relationship with the material energy called Maya because through Maya they create the material cosmos. These three Purushas who lie on the Karana, Garbha and Shira oceans respectively are the super soul of everything that be. Karanodakashayi Vishnu is the super soul of the collective universes. Garbhodakashayi Vishnu is the super soul of the collective living beings and Shirodakashayi Vishnu is the super-soul of all individual living entities. Because of them, because all of them are somehow attracted to the affairs of the material energy, they can be said to have some affection for Maya. But the transcendental position of Sri Krishna himself is not even slightly tinged by Maya. His transcendental state is called Turiya, or the fourth dimensional stage. Text 53. In the material world, the Lord is designated as Virat, Hiranyagarbha, and Karana. But beyond these designations, the Lord is ultimately in the fourth dimension. Report. Virat, the phenomenal manifestation of the Supreme Whole, Hiranyagarbha, the numinous soul of everything, and Karana, the cause or causal nature, are all but designations of the Purushas, who are responsible for material creation. The transcendental position surpasses these designations and is therefore called Turiya, the position of the fourth dimension. This is a quotation from Chidhar Swami's commentary on the 11th canto, 15th chapter, verse 16 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 54. Although, the, although these three features of the Lord deal directly with the material energy, 
none of them are touched by it. They are all beyond illusion. 55. <clears throat> this is the opulence of the Lord. Although situated in the material nature, he is never affected by the modes of nature. Similarly, those who have surrendered to him and fixed their intelligence upon him are not influenced by the modes of nature. Purport. This text is from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.11.38 Those who have taken shelter of the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead do not identify with the material world even while living in it. Pure devotees may deal with the three modes of material nature because of their, but because of their transcendental intelligence in Krishna consciousness they are not influenced by the material qualities. The spell of material activities does not attract such devotees. Therefore, the Supreme Lord and His devotees acting under Him are always free from material contamination. Text 56 <clears throat> You are the ultimate shelter of these three plenary portions. Thus, there is not the slightest doubt that you are the primeval Narayana. Purport Brahma has confirmed that Lord Krishna is the Supreme, the source of the three manifestations known as Hirodakashai Vishnu, Garbhotakashai Vishnu, and Karunadakashai Vishnu, Mahavishnu. For his pastimes, Lord Krishna has four original manifestations namely Vasudeva, Sankrashan, Prajumna, and Aniruddha. The first Purusha avatar, Mahavishnu, in the causal ocean, who is the creator of the aggregate material energy, is an expansion of Sankrashan. The second Purusha, Garbhadakashai Vishnu, is an expansion of Prajumna. And the third Purusha, Chirudakashai Vishnu, is an expansion of Aniruddha. All these are within the category of manifestations of Narayana, who is a manifestation of Sri Krishna. The source of these three features is the Narayana in the spiritual sky. He is your Vilas expansion. Therefore, you are the ultimate Narayana. Therefore, according to the authority of Brahma, the Narayana, the Narayana, who is the predominating deity in the transcendental world, is but the Vilas feature of Krishna. This has now been conclusively proved. 59. The truth indicated in this verse, text 230, is the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. This conclusion through synonyms, applies everywhere. Text 60 Not knowing that Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan are, are all features of Krishna, foolish scholars speculate in various ways. 61 Because Narayana has four hands, whereas Krishna looks just like a man, they say that Narayana is the original God, 
whereas Krishna is but an incarnation. Purport Some scholars argue that because Narayana has four hands, whereas Sri Krishna has only two, Narayana is the original personality of Godhead, and Krishna is his incarnation. Such unintelligent scholars do not understand the features of the Absolute. Text 62. In this way, their arguments appear in various forms, but the poetry of the Bhagavatam expertly refutes them all. Vedanti tat tat vavidas tatvam yaj jnanamadvayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavan itishabhyate. That's text 63. Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth, say that it is non-dual knowledge and is called impersonal Brahman, the localized Paramatma and the personality of Godhead. Purport This verse is from Srimad Bhagavatam 1 2, 11. Text 64 My dear brothers, kindly listen to the explanation of this verse and consider its meaning. The, old, the one original entity is known in his three different features. Text 65 Lord Krishna himself is the one undivided absolute truth, the ultimate reality. He manifests himself in three features as Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. Purport In the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam stated above, 1-11 The principal word Bhagavan indicates the personality of Godhead and Brahman and Paramatma are concomitants deduced from the Absolute Personality as a government and its ministers are deductions from the Supreme Executive Head. In other words, the principal truth is exhibited in three different phases. The Absolute Truth the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, Bhagavan, is also known as Brahman and Paramatma, although all these features are identical. Text 66 The import of this verse has stopped you from arguing. Now listen to another verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Etichang Chakala Pungsha Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam Indrari Vyakulam Lokam Mridayanti Yuge Yuge. All these incarnations of Godhead are either plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha avatars. But Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. In every age, He protects the world through His different features when the world is disturbed by the enemies of Indra. Report. This statement of Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.28 definitely negates the concept that Sri Krishna is an avatar of Vishnu or Narayana. Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, the supreme cause of all causes. This verse clearly indicates that incarnations of the personality of Godhead, such as Sri Rama, Nishinga, and Varaha all undoubtedly belong to the Vishnu group 
but that all of them are either plenary portions or portions of plenary portions of the original personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. 68. <clears throat> the Bhagavatam describes the symptoms and deeds of the incarnations in general and counts Sri Krishna among them. Text 69. This made Sutta Goswami greatly apprehensive. Therefore, he distinguished each incarnation by its different symptoms, by its specific symptoms. Text 70. All the incarnations of Godhead are plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha avatars. But the primeval Lord is Sri Krishna. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the fountainhead of all incarnations. 71. An opponent may say, this is your interpretation, but actually the Supreme Lord is Narayana, who is in the transcendental realm. 72. He, Narayana, incarnates as Lord Krishna. This is the meaning of the, of the verse, as I see it. There is no need for further consideration. 73. To such a misguided interpreter, we may reply, Why should you suggest such fallacious logic? An interpretation is never accepted as evidence if it opposes the principles of Scripture. One should not state a predicate before its subject for it cannot thus stand without proper support. This, this is a Sanskrit verse. Anuvadam anukritvav tu na videyam udiyirlayet na yalab baspadam kinchit kutrichit pratitishtati One should not state a predicate before its subject for it cannot thus stand without proper support. Purport. This rhetorical rule appears in the Ikadashi Tattva, 13th Canto, in connection with the metaphorical use of words. An unknown object should not be put before the known subject because the object has no meaning if the subject is not given first. 75. If I do not state a subject, I do not state a predicate. First I speak the former, and then I speak the latter. The predicate of a sentence is what is unknown to the reader, whereas the subject is what is known to him. 77. For example, we may say, this Vipra is a greatly learned man. In this Sentence, the vipra is the subject and the predicate is his erudition. The man's being a vipra is known, but his erudition is unknown. Therefore, the person identified is identified first and his erudition later. Text 79. In the same way, all these incarnations were known but whose incarnations they 
or was unknown. Text 80. The first word, ete, these, establishes the subject, the incarnations. Then, plenary portions of the Purusha avatars follows as the predicate. 81. In the same way, when Krishna was first counted among the incarnations, specific knowledge about him was still unknown. 82. Therefore, the first, therefore, first the word Krishna appears as the subject, followed by the predicate, describing him as the original personality of Godhead. 83. This establishes that Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. The original personality of Godhead is therefore necessarily Krishna. 84. Had Krishna been the plenary portion of Narayana, the primeval Lord, the statement of Sutta Goswami would have been reversed. 85. Thus he would have said, Narayana, the source of all incarnations, is the original personality of Godhead. He has appeared as Sri Krishna. 86. <clears throat> Mistakes, illusions, cheating, and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages. Purport Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam has listed the avatāras, the plenary expansions of the Purusha, and Lord Krishna appears among them. But the Bhāgavatam further explains Lord Krishna's specific position as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Since Lord Krishna is the original Personality of Godhead, reason and argument established that his position is always supreme. Had Krishna been a plenary expansion of Narayana, the original verse would have been differently composed. Indeed, its order would have been reversed. But there cannot be mistakes, illusion, cheating, or imperfect perception in the words of liberated sages. Therefore, there is no mistake in this statement that Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Sanskrit statements of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam are all transcendental sounds. Śrīla Vyāsadeva revealed these statements after perfect realization, and therefore they are perfect. <clears throat> For liberated sages like Vyāsadeva never commit errors in their rhetorical arrangements. Unless one accepts this fact, there is no use in trying to obtain help from the revealed scriptures. Brahma Brahma refers to false knowledge or mistakes, such as accepting a rope as a snake or an oyster shell as gold. Pramada refers to inattention or misunderstanding of reality and vipralipsa is the cheating propensity. Karanapatava refers to imperfectness of the senses, material senses. There are many examples of such imperfection. The eyes cannot see that which is very distant or very small. One cannot even see his own eyelid, which is the closest thing to his eye. And if one is disturbed by a disease like jaundice, 
He sees everything to be yellow. Similarly, the ears cannot hear distant sounds. Since the Personality of Godhead and His plenary portions and self-realized devotees are all transcendentally situated, they cannot be misled by such deficiencies. 87. You say something contradictory and become angry when this is pointed out. Your explanation has the defect of a misplaced predicate. This is an un unconsidered adjustment. Text 88. Only the Personality of Godhead, the source of all other divinities, is eligible to be designated Swayam Bhagavan, or the Primeval Lord. 89. When, one, when from one candle many others are lit, I consider that one the original. Purport. The Brahma Sangita, chapter 5, verse 46 states that the Vishnu Tattva, or the principle of the Absolute Personality of Godhead, is like a lamp, because the expansions equal their origin in all respects. A burning lamp can light innumerable other lamps, and although they will not be inferior, still the lamp from which the others are lit must be considered the original. Similarly, the Supreme Personality of Godhead expands Himself in the plenary forms of the Vishnu Tattva, and although they are equally powerful, the original powerful personality of Godhead is considered the source. This example also explains the appearance of qualitative incarnations like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, Shambhos to Tamodishtanat Vat, Kajala Maya Shukshma. Deepashika stani yasya natata samyam. The Shambhu Tattva, or the principle of Lord Shiva, is like a lamp covered with carbon because of his being in charge of the mode of ignorance. The illumination from such a lamp is very minute. Therefore, the power of Lord Shiva cannot compare to that of the Vishnu principle. Text 19. Krishna, in the same way, is the cause of all causes and all incarnations. Please hear another verse to defeat all misinterpretations. Here in Srimad Bhagavatam, ten subjects are described. One, the creation of the ingredients of the cosmos. 2. The creations of Brahma 3. The maintenance of the creation 4. Special favor given to the faithful 5. Impetuses for activity 6. Prescribed duties for law-abiding men 7. A description of the incarnations of the Lord 8. The winding up of the creation 9. Liberation from gross and subtle material existence and ten, the ultimate shelter, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The tenth item is the shelter of all the others. To distinguish this ultimate shelter from the other nine subjects, 
the Mahajans have described these nine directly or indirectly through prayers or direct explanations. Purport. <clears throat> these verses from Srimad Bhagavatam 2, 10, 1 and 2 list the ten subject matters dealt with in the text of the Bhagavatam. Of these, the tenth is the substance and the other nine are categories derived from the substance. These ten subjects are listed as follows. 1. Sarga, the first creation by Vishnu, the bringing forth of the five gross material elements, the five objects of sense perception, the ten senses, the mind, the intelligence, the false ego, and the total material energy or universal form. 2. Visarga, the secondary creation or the work of Brahma in producing the moving and unmoving bodies in the universe, Brahmanda. 3. Stana, the maintenance of the universe by the personality of Godhead, Vishnu. Vishnu's function is more important and his glory greater than Brahma's and Lord Shiva's. For although Brahma is the creator and Lord Shiva the destroyer, Vishnu is the maintainer. 4. Poshana Special care and protection for devotees by the Lord. As a king maintains his kingdom and subjects, but nevertheless gives special attention to the members of his family, so the personality of Godhead gives special care to his devotees who were souls completely surrendered to him. 5. Uti The urge for creation or initiative power that is the cause of all inventions according to the necessities of time, space and objects. 6. Manvantara The periods controlled by the Manus who teach regulative principles for living beings who desire to achieve perfection in human life. The rules of Manu as described in the Manu Sangita guide the way to such perfection. Ishanukanta Ishanukata Ishanukata Scriptural information regarding the personality of Godhead, his incarnations on earth, and the activities of his devotees. Scriptures dealing with these subjects are essential for progressive human life. 8. Niroda the winding up of all the energies employed in creation. Such potencies are emanations from the personality of Godhead who eternally lies in the Karana Ocean. The cosmic creations manifested with His breath are again dissolved in due course. 9. Mukti Liberation of the conditioned souls encaged by the gross and subtle coverings of body and mind. When freed from all material affection, the soul, giving up the gross and subtle material bodies, can attain the spiritual sky in his original spiritual body and engage in transcendental loving service to the Lord in Vaikuntha Loka or Krishna Loka. When the soul is situated in his original constitutional position of existence, he is said to be 
liberated. It is possible to engage in transcendental loving service to the Lord and become Jivan Mukta, a liberated soul, even while in the material body. 10. Ashraya, the transcendence, the sumam bonam, from whom everything emanates, upon whom everything rests, and in whom everything merges after annihilation. He is the source and support of all. The Ashraya is also called the Supreme Brahman, as in the Vedanta Sutra, Atato Brahma Jigyasa, Janmadhyasya Yataha. Srimad Bhagavatam especially describes this, this, this Supreme Brahman as the Ashraya. Sri Krishna is this Ashraya, and therefore the greatest necessity of life is to study the science of Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam accepts Sri Krishna as the shelter of all manifestations because Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the ultimate source of everything, the supreme goal of all. Two different principles are to be considered herein, namely ashraya, the object providing shelter, and ashrita, the dependence requiring shelter. The ashrita exists under the original principle, the ashraya. The first nine categories described in the first nine cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam, from creation to liberation, including the Purusha avatars, the incarnations, the marginal energy or living entities, and the external energy or material world, are all ashrita. The prayers of Srimad Bhagavatam, however, aim for the ashraya tattva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. The great souls expert in describing Srimad Bhagavatam have very diligently delineated the other nine categories, sometimes by direct narrations and sometimes by indirect narrations such as stories. The real purpose of doing this is to know perfectly the absolute transcendence Sri Krishna, for the entire creation, both material and spiritual, rests on the body of Sri Krishna. Text 93 To know distinctly the ultimate shelter of everything that be, I have described the other nine categories. The cause for the appearance of these nine is rightly called their shelter. 94 The personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is the shelter and abode of everything. All the universes rest in his body. Text 95 The 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam reveals the 10th object, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the shelter of all surrendered souls. He is known as Sri Krishna, and he is the ultimate source of all the universes. Let me offer my obeisances unto him. Purport. This quotation comes from Sridhar Swami's commentary on the first verse of the 10th canto, chapter 1 of Srimad Bhagavatam.
text 96. One who knows the real feature of Sri Krishna and his three different energies cannot remain ignorant about him. Purport. Sri Jiva Goswami states in his Bhagavad Sandarbha 16 that by his potencies which act in natural sequences beyond the scope of the speculative human mind, the Supreme Transcendence, the Summum Bonum, eternally and simultaneously exists in four transcendental features, his personality, his impersonal effulgence, particles of his potency, the living beings, and the principal cause of all causes. The Supreme Whole is compared to the Sun, which, is, which also exists in four features, namely the personality of the Sun God, the glare of his glowing sphere, the sun rays inside the sun planet, and the sun's reflections in many other objects. The ambition to corroborate the existence of the transcendental absolute truth by limited conjectural endeavors cannot be fulfilled because he is beyond the scope of our limited speculative minds. In an honest search for truth, we must admit that his powers are inconceivable to our tiny brains. The, the exploration of space has demanded the work of the greatest scientists of the world, yet there are countless problems regarding even fundamental knowledge of the material creation that bewilder scientists who confront them. Such material knowledge is far removed from the spiritual nature, and therefore the acts and arrangements of the Absolute Truth are, beyond all doubts, inconceivable. The primary potencies of the Absolute Truth are mentioned to be three, internal, external, and marginal. By the acts of His internal potency, the Personality of Godhead, in His original form, exhibits the spiritual cosmic, cosmic manifestations known as the Vaikuntha Lokas, which exist eternally, even after the destruction of the material cosmic manifestation. By his marginal potency, the Lord expands himself as living beings who are part of him, just as the sun distributes its rays in all directions. By his external potency, the Lord manifests the material creation, just as the sun with its rays creates fog. The material creation is but a perverse reflection of the eternal Vaikuntha nature. These three energies of the Absolute Truth are also described in the Vishnu Purana, where it is said that the living being is equal in quality to the internal potency, whereas the external potency is indirectly controlled by the chief cause of all causes. Maya, the illusory energy, misleads a living being as fog misleads a pedestrian by blocking off the light of the sun. Although the potency of Maya is inferior in quality to the marginal potency, which consists of the living beings who are part and parcel of the Lord, it nevertheless has the power to control the living beings just as fog 
can block the actions of a certain portion of the sun's rays, although it cannot cover the sun. The living beings covered by the illusory energy evolve in different species of life, with bodies ranging from that of an insignificant ant to that of Brahma, the, con the constructor of the cosmos. The Pradhan, the chief cause of all causes, in the imper impersonal vision, is none other than the Supreme Lord, whom one can see face to face in the internal potency. He takes the material all-pervasive form by his inconceivable power. Although all three potencies, namely internal, external, and marginal, are essentially one in the ultimate sense, I have to go back a couple of sentences. <clears throat> the Pradhan, the chief cause of all causes in the impersonal vision, is none other than the Supreme Lord, whom one, whom no, whom one can see face to face in the internal potency. He takes the material all-pervasive form by his inconceivable power. Although all three potencies, namely internal, external, and marginal, are essentially one and the ultimate issue, they, they are different in action, like electric energy, which can produce both cold and heat under different conditions. The external and marginal potencies are so called under various conditions, but in the original, internal potencies, there are, there are no such conditions, nor is it possible for the conditions of the external potency to exist in the marginal or vice versa. One who is able to understand the intricacies of all these energies of the Supreme Lord can no longer remain an empiric impersonalist under the influence of a poor fund of knowledge. So here it's understood that it's important for us to understand the intricate details and be able to explain them clearly. Because if we can do that, then as it says here, we, we will no longer remain an empiric impersonalist under the influence of a poor fund of knowledge. So the purpose of all this knowledge is to make us free from the poor fund of knowledge and give us a fund of knowledge by which, by which we can understand everything in its proper perspective. Text 97 The, the, pers the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, enjoys himself in six plenary expansions. I'll stop here. We're at 8 o'clock. We'll start up again at text 97. Hare Krishna. So I hope that everyone can follow. It's not easy to hear for this amount of time such intricate details of the philosophy, the difference between all the different uh, aspects of the internal and external 
potency to the Lord. But it's necessary. It's necessary for us to be patient and keep hearing it over and over again so that we can become conversant, well enough conversant, so that we can explain the intricacies to anyone and help them come out of ignorance. Hare Krishna. Oh, we're, they're outside clapping for the caregivers. We're, here in the UK, every Thursday, everybody comes out on their balconies or out of their windows or even under the streets and they all clap together all over the country to, to appreciate the caregivers. All of you in other parts of the world should remember this. I think there are other countries that do this, but maybe not in America, I don't know. There's so many aspects of America complaining about one other aspect against another. But here we're trying to uh, increase the unity of all people's feelings for those who are risking their lives to take care of the pandemic victims and try to help it spread to others. Hare Krishna. Okay, now here we are, right with our... Uh, Time for reflections. Hannah says, Hare Krishna, Hannah G. She says, Jai Srila Guru Dev, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. So fortunate to hear this. So fortunate to hear this. I can't believe it. Well, <coughs> We hope the time will come when you can. <laughs> One of the main points that's being made here is that it's not belief. We're not dealing with a belief system. We're dealing with actually a system of facts, science, because this information doesn't change. So if you can't ex understand it at first, then you should continue trying until you do, and don't stop until you do. And then, not, not only will you believe it, you'll know it. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi. Sudevi Dasi? <clears throat> yes. She says, I am clapping also because you are my spiritual caregiver, Haribo. <laughs> Thanks, Sudevi. And Hannah says, I mean, I can't believe my good fortune. Oh, now she's learning how to speak English. I can't believe it. Did we? What did we just hear? If you can't, if you can't identify the predicate, then you can't understand what it is. So when you say I can't believe it, it's a predicate that is vague. It's called a vague antecedent in English. Vague antecedent means if you don't know what it refers to, then the other person won't understand what you mean. Hare Krishna. Sorry, that's the editor in me coming out. Abaya has something. Just a small question. A small question. In one purple. Small question coming from a huge soul. In one purport, we read uh, about the expansions of 
Mahavishnu. And it says here, because all of them are somehow, yeah, because all of these expansions are somehow attracted to the affairs of the material energy, they can be said to have some affection for Maya. <coughs> I was just wondering about that. Exactly. Yes, because, <coughs> see, the reason Krishna expands himself into the Purusha avatars is because he doesn't have anything to do with the material world whatsoever. Sometimes he comes into the material world to show his potencies and how he is completely transcendental to the material energy. Like he will expand himself into 16,000 forms and marry 16,000 women simultaneously. <clears throat> or he'll lift Govardhan Hill or he'll expand his forms into all the forms of the coward boys and calves right in front of Lord Brahma who is the creation, uh, creator of the material energy to show just the, the extent of his potency. So, but Mahavishnu, he he has something to do, although it's very subtle. He's glancing at the material energy and he goes into yoga nidra and through that yoga nidra he creates the material energy and the, he starts it going through that glance. It's like we're in a dream of Vishnu. So there's a very, very subtle connection, just like sometimes you have a subtle connection with something in a dream. And during the dream, you may get affected by it. But then out of the dream, then you're no longer affected by it. But Krishna, he no longer, there's no effect. There's no subtle influence or effect at all. So even though in comparison to Lord Brahma or any other living being, you can say that Vishnu is transcendental. Still, compared to Krishna, there's still a subtle connection of the Krusha avatars to the material world. And in effect, except for Mahavishnu, the super-soul is wound back up into Garbhadakashai Vishnu, which is wound up into the body of Mahavishnu, along with all the material elements and all everything. You know, we've heard many times in the Bhagavatam how the earth, you know, loses its power of aroma and then merges into uh, water and water loses its taste and then merges into fire form and then which merge, loses its form and it, and it goes into the air and ether like that it, it as it's expanding from from subtle to gross it goes backwards from gross to subtle and eventually merges all the way back into Mahavishnu so that means the material energy is connected with Mahavishnu through creation even though it's eternal, it's still different from him. Therefore, there's a subtle uh, connection which Krishna doesn't have. And therefore, there's a difference between Krishna and the expansions of Krishna who have something to do with the creation of the material world. Is that clear? Hare Krishna. You're saying you're speaking so soft Sorry. I can't hear anything. What to speak of everybody out there? Be, be more considerate. 
In other words, he's not one of the expansions or plenary expansions or expansions of the plenary expansions. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bol, all glories to all the assembled devotees out there in the universe. Hare Krishna. Thank you. See you tomorrow. <laughs>